Hello, Sego everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two-Eyed Seeing. What we're going to be talking about today is what is a birth doula and what are some of the practices and implications of birth doula slash doula work in both Indigenous communities and outside of Indigenous communities in our wider world. So sit back and relax and we'll get started. Hello, Sago, and welcome. You're listening to Two-Eyed Seeing, bridging the Western and Indigenous understanding of health, healing, and life. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Connors, naturopathic doctor and birth doula and knowledge seeker of Mohawk and European ancestry. Each week, I will be bringing you information about health and wellness from both perspectives so we can learn and grow together as we journey through life on this place we call Earth and Turtle Island. All right, so as many of you know, I am not only a naturopathic doctor, an indigenous naturopathic doctor by training, but I am also a birth doula. And some of you may know what that is and be very, very familiar with it. And some of you may be, what on earth is a birth doula? I've never even heard the term. I hear people say both and somewhere in between all the time. So I'll start with just very easily, very simply, what is a birth doula? Very simplistically speaking, what a birth doula does is she or or he is someone who supports the woman slash the woman's family as she's going through pregnancy and birth and usually the early postpartum period as well. So that's the first few weeks after baby is born. There are also people called postpartum doulas, which I don't tend to do as much of just because I don't have the time to do it. But there are some people that focus almost exclusively on that. So what they do is they actually help with um, the mother slash the family in those first few weeks after the baby's born, doing things like helping out around the house, helping with mom and baby. Some even do what we call nighttime care or overnight care. So what they do is they actually stay overnight and keep an eye on the baby and will hush baby, rock baby, take care of baby. If you're doing formula feeding or bottle feeding, they can feed baby as well, or just bring baby to mom when baby needs to nurse and feed throughout the night. So this can be a really, really interesting service to access if you are really struggling with adjusting to new momhood or if you have maybe one or more kids already. These are some really interesting services that a lot of people don't know are even available and you can look into. So I just mentioned these things just so you can kind of get the wide variety of what it is. But what I tend to focus on myself is the birth doula piece because I see a lot of people either right before they're they're going into labor, so if they find me later in their pregnancy, then I connect with them prior to birth and then of course I'm there when they go into labor and until baby is born. And like I said, the first couple weeks after baby's born or in some really fun instances, and this is what I really love to do, is I have my patients that come in and say, hey, Sarah, I'm thinking about starting a family. I'm thinking about starting to get um, work on getting pregnant. What are the things that we can do 
to make that easier, to make that transition better? How can I really set myself up and my baby up for being the healthiest versions of ourselves possible? And that's where I love to be able to work because when we can actually intervene even before you're pregnant, that actually makes a huge difference because then we can do those pieces like cleaning up your diet, detoxifying, cleaning up your hormones, all those pieces that we don't want to be doing when you are pregnant because we don't detox your body when you're pregnant. So sometimes I, and that's something I've really been getting more into in my practice is working with women and families even before the family gets started. And then I literally get to be with them from the time they are working on getting pregnant to being pregnant to when the baby is born. And I'm there for the entire journey, which is so exciting for me. But as the birth doula, typically I'm a little bit different because I have my naturopathic background, but typically as the birth doula, what we're doing is we're supporting you slash the woman slash the mom in pregnancy and birth. So typically a usual doula will have a couple meetings with you throughout pregnancy, just checking in, making sure you're okay, that you're comfortable because technically birth doulas usually do not have the training I have. So they will know a lot about birth, they will know a lot about pregnancy and leading up to pregnancy, but they're not typically medically trained. They're typically individuals who have an interest in birth and an interest in supporting women through birth, but they're not usually medically trained, although there are a lot more of us out there now than there used to be. So typically the role of a doula in most situations is to be kind of that mom or that sister or that auntie. If we're talking indigenous traditions, you know, we would have our families, our women, our community around us as we prepared for birth and went into birth. And so that's really the role of the doula, especially when we live in a world where we may not have family nearby. They may be, you know, several hours or possibly even halfway across the world away. So having someone who's there for you to support you and look after you and make sure you're doing okay and can explain things to you can make a huge difference for your birth and how you experience your birth and your birth story. For those of you who aren't familiar with some of the organizations such as Dona or Kappa, if you go on their websites, they actually have links to the research that shows that having a doula present for your birth actually does reduce your risk of a c-section, reduces your risk of postpartum depression, reduces your risk of a whole number of things that are typically associated with birth and early postpartum period. So that can make a really, really big difference in terms of how you experience either entering into motherhood or growing your family, because you could have a doula with you anytime. A lot of the time I tend to work with first time parents because this is so unknown, such unknown territory to them that they're just like, I don't know what to do and I need help. <laughs> so those are typically the parents that I tend to work with. But I talk to the families I work with saying, hey, if you want me around for when baby number two or three or four, you know, whatever your family plan is, if you want me around for that, we can do that too. It doesn't have to just be your first, but certainly with the first, because you have no concept of what labor is going to be like, what those questions are going to be that you're going to have, what support you're going to need. 
And that's where a doula, having a doula with you can really, really make a big difference. And it's something I honestly really love to do. Some people are like, why would you do labor when labor can be anywhere between, you know, on a shorter side, six or eight hours, all the way up to over 24 hours. And it's because I love what I do. I love being able to support women. And that's what a good doula is like as well. The reason that we typically women do this type of work is because we feel called to it, because we feel passionate about it. And that's very much how I practice. And many of the doulas that I know are very much the same way. If you're thinking that you'd like to have a doula, like I said, I would highly encourage you to check out some of those websites because it can give you more information. And the other thing too is to interview your doula. Talk to a few people that you think would be a good fit with you because having a good fit and a good relationship with your doula is just as important as having a good relationship with hopefully with your midwife and also with your doctor. It's a little different, I get that, but Ideally, you really want that person to be someone that you feel comfortable with, that you feel good with, because they're going to be the main person that you turn to for physical, mental, emotional support outside of the medical part of your birth. That's why I really recommend taking some time to look at different people's websites, look at their information, and of course, meeting with them to see if it's a good fit. Like most things, there is a cost associated with this for sure. The nice thing about, you know, planning ahead is you can plan for that cost. And in some cases, you may be able to either work out a payment plan with your doula. Services are very, I can't, well, it doesn't really make sense to get into the cost. But generally speaking, from what I've seen in my experience is a birth package could range anywhere from seven or eight hundred dollars well up past that, like most things in life, right? And, you know, sometimes hunting around if cost is an issue for you, then perhaps maybe looking at say, someone who is a student or learning to become a doula and they actually do pro bono births. So as part of their training, they actually need to do birth support just to get the feedback and to get that experience, right? So if cost is a really big concern for you, that might be an, a good option to look at as well. I don't want to spend too much time on the cost, but just so that people are aware where that typically ranges, especially if you're not familiar with what a doula is and what a doula does. Looping back around to what that actually looks like, like I said, typically a birth doula will be with you anywhere between, you know, the shortest I had, I think was one month prior to my patient's delivery date. So we didn't have a lot of time to establish rapport. But she found me really late in her pregnancy, didn't think that she, or didn't know about doulas, so therefore didn't even know to look. That's the other piece I want, that's why I mentioned some of these other things, is, you know, if this is something you're even thinking about, earlier is better than later because you just never know how these things are going to unfold. Because literally I met with that patient, sorry, client, and within, I, I don't think it was even a full month, actually. That was her, it was a month from her due date. But when she actually went into labor was about three, three and a half weeks later. So it's always good to have these things, like most things, have some sort of plan around it. Whether you do or you don't, just think about it and have that conversation as early on as you're in your pregnancy as you can. So much like if you're looking for a midwife, especially in Ontario, 
you need to connect with them as soon as you find out you're pregnant a lot of the times because they're so busy and there's such high demand. There's more demand than the midwives can actually accommodate in most parts of Ontario. And that's, I say Ontario because I'm in Ontario and I live in Ontario. So I'm most familiar with Ontario, Canada. If you're listening to this outside of Ontario slash outside of Canada. And so it's always a good idea to plan ahead. But like I said, the doula can support you almost at any point. And then of course, there's the focus at the birth. What does that actually look like when we're talking about birth support? So that means for most doulas, they are on call for you. So if you go into labor in the middle of the night, you call your doula, just like you'd call your midwife, and they will meet you at your home, at the hospital. Obviously, I'm recording this in COVID times, so rules and things are a little different. I haven't actually been in, able to go in and support my patients, my clients, in person because of the rules. So we're talking about outside of our current pandemic season, we'll call it. <laughs> um, but what would normally happen is they would meet you and they would be with you from the time you call them until anywhere between on average one and three hours after baby is born before leaving and giving you some time to rest and acclimate and everything like that. So that's kind of the overarching view. And then like I said, anywhere between on average one to maybe three or four weeks after baby is born, the doula will check in with you and sh see how you're doing and make sure that you feel supported in terms of that early adjustment period. Like any other profession out there, we all do different things and we all offer different supports. So asking your doula what it is that they offer is a really good idea because Sandra may do different techniques like rebozo or acupressure or all massage techniques, whereas Susie does more, you know, deep breathing, hypnosis, mental, emotional type techniques. So yes, obviously, like most things, we get a basic training in understanding what is birth, what does birth look like, how do we support you, all those kinds of techniques, but maybe there's certain ones that you've heard about or you want to know more about. And it's always good to ask your doula, do you do these things? What are some of the things that you offer that are going to be a benefit in terms of supporting you through your birth? Because having a varied tool bag or bag of tricks <laughs> is really helpful in terms of, again, helping you to move through your birth in a way that pain is minimized, that we make you as comfortable as possible, that you feel supported, and you're able to move through your labor in a way that feels, as much as we can say, feels good. <laughs> because obviously we know labor is different for every woman in terms of how you're experiencing it. But having a doula, having support, actually does reduce the experience of pain. And there's different ways that we do that in terms of physical and other tools. And then there's also the research to show that generally speaking, women feel that they have a better birth experience when they work with a doula or some other birth support type person. That being said, like I, as I mentioned, there's all kinds of different ways that someone can potentially be a doula. But the point I'm trying to get across in this particular episode, and will doulas and birth, as I've mentioned before, will definitely come up again and be touched on 
in later episodes. But I just wanted to, for those of you especially that have no concept of what a doula is and what a doula does, that's really what I wanted to touch on in this particular episode. As I said, there's all kinds of different directions we can go with this. But one of the things I wanted to mention that I touched on a little bit earlier was in our indigenous communities. And indigenous doulas are quickly growing and becoming more of a presence in our communities again, which is really, really, really amazing. So what would be the difference between, say, an indigenous doula or someone who identifies as an indigenous doula and someone who is, we'll just say not an indigenous doula. That's probably the best way to put it because, like I said, there's flexibility in terms of how a woman chooses to practice as a doula and it's not going to be identical from one doula to the next but generally speaking as an indigenous doula has more concept of our culture and our background as far as indigenous people and so if you are an indigenous woman or you know an indigenous woman who's currently pregnant and needs support connecting her with someone who does identify as an indigenous doula could be a really big benefit to you. The reason for this is because, as I said, not only is she aware, or he, I say she because most of the people that are doulas currently are women, but she's aware of our cultural background, she's aware perhaps of our language, perhaps you speak the same language, She's aware of some of our cultural teachings and traditions in terms of the medicines and the specific practices that either are specific community practices or at the very least what most Indigenous communities practice as far as preparing for birth. So if you are an Indigenous woman and those are things that you want to incorporate into your birth experience, that may be worth a conversation. Where I live in Ontario, I also work with a local healthcare center where there is a group of Indigenous doulas that work in collaboration with that healthcare center. And these women are amazing women, and that's all they do for the Cinco Muskoka region in Ontario, where they service our Indigenous communities. So they are taught by our elders, they learn from our elders, and then they apply those learnings and those tools and those practices in how they practice their doula craft. There'll be lots of other things that we can get to, into in terms of that, but I wanted to highlight the difference because sometimes we think, oh, when you tack on the word indigenous in front of things, that just means that someone's gone and made it, you know, look like it's indigenous or made it look like it's more specific to our communities. But the women who actually are indigenous doulas and are legitimate indigenous doulas, and this is where, yes, doing your homework, making sure you're connecting with people that you trust is a good idea. But generally speaking, they can actually do things like drumming and any other sort of specific cultural practices that would be comfortable for you in terms of supporting making your birth story the best it could possibly be. That being said, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here. I just really wanted to give you kind of an introduction to what is a doula, what is the difference between an indigenous doula and a, like I said, for simplicity's sake, a non-indigenous doula. And then that way you can potentially start to look at those things and decide if this is a good fit 
for what you want for your birth. And if you have questions, you can always connect with me. I love to talk birth. So if you guys want to head over to my website, you can always connect to me that way. It's www.sarahconnors.com. Sorry, sarahconnorsnd.com. <laughs> and we can we can have a chat. I'm more than happy to do that with you and to help direct you to some of those resources. But like I said, probably the two biggest ones that are not Indigenous specific would be Dona and Kappa. And generally speaking, you can just Google that and find it pretty easily. So I will leave that there for now. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. And if you have any questions or ideas or things that you'd like to see on the podcast, you can always drop me a message and let me know because I want this to be a resource. I want this to be useful for anyone who chooses to be a part of our community. So I will leave it there. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you, Nyawa, for listening to Two-Eyed Seeing. Leave me a comment and if you feel called to, please leave a review at iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. If you have questions about the episode or suggestions for upcoming podcasts, please reach out to me at www.sarahconnorsnd.com.